2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem, Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
3: Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today.
4: <laughs> I'm busy. Okay. I'm working here. That's yeah, all right.
3: I mean, we're doing this new streaming thing, not. Uh, we're doing the streaming thing, and uh, we're just trying to mix it up a little bit. Thank goodness Kathy keeps me in line. <laughs>
5: I mean, we're all trying to do our best. Yeah. Hey, if you have never watched the show, we'd love to welcome you into the uh, viewing community. Yeah. So find us on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. You can watch the stream in both places. Feel free to comment as the show goes on. Um, I'll be responding to comments as I am able. We look you forward to good. terrific two hours.
3: You do really good. Um, is there a Kleenex over there? Uh, of course. Thanks. You know what? I've got a This is the weirdest thing. As soon as we go to air, I get a niche.
5: Well, thank goodness you have decided to choose the tissue. Well. I think it's a wise choice. Thank
3: you. I do, yeah. Other than my hand, I try to stay away from, my hands away from my face, mm-hmm. right? How are you feeling today? Okay. Okay. I was listening to something a little earlier as I was driving in, a little podcast that I follow, and they were talking about the two things that are going to crush us over the long haul, mm-hmm. which are boredom and fear. Those two things together if you can manage the boredom and the fear mm-hmm. you'll be better off.
5: Where's you're not. There we go. There we go. Okay. It's in the trash already. We go.
3: <laughs> boredom and the fear.
5: Yeah. Cuz it's a real thing. And I think it's important to say that it's not if you're afraid it's not like you're afraid of something crazy. You're afraid of an actual thing.
3: For good reason. Right? Although
5: But when the word says do not fear. It doesn't mean don't fear because there's nothing to be afraid of. It says there is something to be afraid of. But you know what? In spite of that, don't fear. Right.
3: Which is difficult to do. Yes, it is. Isn't it? we it's funny. You know, we've been reading our Bible for decades, many of us. Here's a real application of how do we use this yep. in times of trouble? Because we've talked about it so many times. You know, here in America, we've we've been living the dream. Mm-hmm. Well, the dream has been a little twisted around Yes, here. it has been. So the rubber is going to hit the road. Exactly. Are we going to follow this as we say we believe or not? That's right.
5: Mm-hmm. All right. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. There is some consternation about the running out of Clorox wipes. I have disinfected our studio today. I feel very good about it. Yeah, I appreciate what it. What happens when the Clorox wipes run out? Okay. So
3: uh, in my readings today, I saw something... That it was a sort of an old-fashioned. This is something that your mom or your grandma might have done. So uh, there's a high school science teacher. His name is Bruce Yeeney. And there's a, he's got a YouTube video okay. where he shows, okay, he says, you know, you're going to run out of wipes at some point. What do you do? He said when he was growing up, his mom would take a washcloth. You know, uh, a regular-sized washcloth, or to make it a little simpler, remember the baby... You, you know, sure, little, the little ones. Which I love. Mm-hmm. I, I still kind of use those. Okay. Um, a little washcloth. You wet it, put some soap on it, make it nice and sudsy, and then if you're out and about, you fold it up, put it in a little Ziploc bag, and so you can... Then you're going to approach a doorknob, or you want to wash your hands, open up that bag, clean yourself off, get a, really? pa- get a paper towel... Wipe the soap off from your paper towel, and it's good until you hit yourself a, a real sink. Now, he says that it's not, you know... Um,
5: that's, that's, that is an analog solution.
3: It is. Better than Purell, because the reason soap is so effective in viruses is that it tears them apart. So coronavirus, like many other viruses, is held together by a fatty shell. The soap, by its molecular ne- nature, strips that protective fat layer away from the virus. I think it's not a bad idea. Okay,
5: so it's a science teacher. Is there any actual like? Does this have the the CDC stamp of approval?
3: It does not. It said um, he says it makes sense to me. Okay, as the science teacher, all right. I wouldn't recommend this using this method until a virologist or epidemiologist says it works. Okay, if there is, you know, in a pinch, it's not a bad idea. Right, so
5: it's better than nothing. I think so. Right, and I hate. Purell. I've always hated Purell. I hate the feel of it. I hate what it does to my hands. I just, I never, use, so I would rather wash my hands 50 times a day than use Purell. Plus, we know that that's more effective anyway. Right. So I don't okay. use
3: Purell. I've never used I hate it. 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 Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. I hate it. Okay. So speaking of washing your hands, I also saw this today that um, a Vancouver, Washington woman uh, who has doodly washed her hands frequently for several days before she realized that the soap that she was using in her kitchen was was not soap. Rather, it was a hunk of cheese. <laughs> Sharing her story on wait, Reddit.
5: Wait, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to get a judge's ruling on this. <laughs> <laughs> it took her... Several days. To realize that it was cheese and not soap? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Here's, here's why. Please go on. Sharing her story told on Reddit, which is amazing. There, I, what I love about this story is, you, you, know, you know what Reddit is? I do. Right, okay. So it makes this story makes the jump from Reddit to a, a mainstream source. Well, okay, boing, boing. Maybe not.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not like this is boing, a, boing. the BBC.com. Right,
3: okay. So she says this sharing her story tale on Reddit. Um, what was the woman's name? Uh, her name.
5: Does she really want her name announced or we're talking about the fact that she thought cheese was soap?
3: Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it matters It says, really. just says uh, Miley. Sharing her, her sorry tale on Reddit, Miley, Miley explained how the cheese ended up being mistaken for a bit of soap <laughs> after it was left out of the fridge following a night of revelry. It was a couple of days. That's what's
5: happening at Mike's house.
3: Mm-hmm. Just
5: she says nights of revelry.
3: It was a couple of days and i'm using the soap cheese and i'm thinking and i'm thinking why why isn't the soap foaming why isn't it no yeah apparently there's no word on how the soap tasted on a cracker
5: (laughs) or it was a virologist consulted to see whether yes he or she would approve that as some kind of device if the society breaks down we have no purell (laughs)
3: <laughs> so don't wash your hands with soap. Okay.
5: Oh, gosh. All right. If you're in quarantine, you could watch TV. You can clean your room. You yep. can work on your roof. But today, as the show unfolds, we have a bunch of ideas for you. We're going to start out with reading a book or five. Our good friend Karen Swallow Pryor, she's an English professor at Liberty University and a terrific author. She's going to be with us and talk about a way that you can actually enjoy classic
6: literature and get it yeah okay so you've got some free time let's read well 101.5
1: word so yeah things are a little weird right now so at word fm we offer a little bit of normalcy to your life inspiration will not be canceled conversations will not be canceled the good news of jesus will not be canceled hope will not be canceled Use your smart speaker to stay connected.
7: That's a smart choice.
1: 101.5 WORD. Always open for encouragement.
7: As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Knodek and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555.
1: Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Texting privacy policy and terms and conditions are posted at textrules.us. Texting and
8: roles for recurring automated marketing text messages, message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Tom from K11 and I have one question for you. What size socks are you wearing right now? If you're like everyone else I've asked, you simply don't know. How could you? That's because until now... Socks were made in one size fits all, or just a couple of sizes to fit every size foot. But not at Kane 11. We make our socks in 11 individual sizes, from 7 to 17. That's right, 7 to 17. Great looks and colors to fit everyone's lifestyle. From cotton to wool or anything in between, Kane 11's got the perfect sock for you. Better yarns, better quality, just a better sock. If you don't love them just like we do, send them back for a full refund. That's the Cane 11 promise. Once you wear a pair of Cane 11's, I guarantee you'll never go back to wearing socks in multi-size ranges again.
1: Save 20% off your first order when you text SOCKS to 246810.
8: That's text SOCKS. Two, two, four, six, eight, ten. Text. Socks. Two, two, four, six, eight, ten. Hi, this is Joe Belanti with JD Waterproofing at one 800 Berry Dry. In honor of our 81 years serving the Tri-State area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call one 800 berry Dry. That's one 800 berry Dry to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing, or cracking walls, and/or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at JDwaterproofing.com. J and D Waterproofing, family-owned and operated since 1939.
9: Let's face it, we love Alexa. And we'd love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. She could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Word Pittsburgh skill. And after she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Word Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do. And Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station?
7: That's easy. Word 101.5.
5: Streaming live on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM or The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Feel free to watch the show. Be part of our community while you're working from home or staying in or feel quarantined. Uh, we'd love to have you.
3: Very nice. So uh, Karen Swallow Pryor is a regular guest on our show. She'll join us in a few minutes. We're mm-hmm. uh, waiting to uh, connect with Karen. But in the meantime, uh, let's talk about reading. Okay. Okay. So this is one of these things, right? I- I've been thinking about this a lot. Everyone always says, when I'm one of these days when I have time. I'm going to do this. I'm going to start to learn this. I'm going to, you know, this is the time. For a lot of people, you know, who are not having to go into regular work, they're commuting, mm-hmm. they're going to stay home. They've got lots of more, lots more time, lots of more time, lots. <laughs> a lots of more time than they've had in a long time. Right. I want to read.
5: Yeah. So you can spend it, you know, just scrolling through social media. Yeah. Or you can do something that, you know, actually counts for something. Now here's the thing. I think scrolling through social media is actually helpful in a time like this. So, but but I think you have to cut it off at it some makes point. Me anxious. I think you have to cut it off at some. I mean, the the points of social connection, I feel like we have to value them where we have them right now. So it's okay, but too much is too much. So, how about delving into a good book? Now, one of the things I hear from people a lot because people come up and talk to me about reading when we're at you know events, events or making yeah, sure. appearances or whatever is that people are afraid of literature because the reading is hard and they feel like they're not smart enough and maybe I didn't go to college or maybe, so I'm going to read something some no, paperback no, no, no. thing that you buy at Rite Aid because Jane Austen is too difficult.
10: I don't I, buy that. For I a have second. to tell
5: you that that is absolutely not the case. No. You should never feel intimidated. Of course you're smart enough to read good literature. And in the long run, it'll benefit you more and stay with you longer.
3: Yeah. I mean, who are the big pulp fiction writers of the day, right? I mean, it's accessible yeah, yeah. to... Sure. Know. It's
5: accessible to anybody. But the great works are going to kind of, I don't know, they're going to stick in your head and they're going to change your perspective on things. Now, here's the thing. There is a lot of literature that is difficult to read. So I'm not trying to... Sell you a story. A lot of it is difficult, and sometimes you need a commentary to go along with the book so that you can kind of wind your way through it.
3: Right, but that's a whole. You're not going to start off by reading, you know, the Brothers Karamazov.
5: Well, maybe someone out there wants to read the Brothers Karamazov. Okay, all right. I mean, well, yeah, that's fine. It's it's a high hill to climb, but it is one of the greatest books I ever read. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons why I appreciated it is because of the people who walked through it with me. Right. Now, I read it when I was in college, and I had a terrific professor who helped me to kind of wend my way through places that were dark and murky. But <laughs> our friend Karen Swallow Pryor, who we're going to have in just a minute, she started this new project. I got to show you. Oh, too. Right. So here are two of them. I know they're kind of hard to see on video right now. Mike, can you zoom in on one of us so that we can – there we go. Okay. So this is the one on Sense and Sensibility. John's holding the one on Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. But these are guides that Karen's putting out, guides to reading and reflecting on great works of literature. I got to tell you, I have read every one of Jane Austen's books multiple times. I believe I've read Sense and Sensibility, this one – Multiple? Eight times. A lot, okay? I still got so much out of looking at this. So don't be afraid to to think that – don't be afraid to get something as an aid to help you with a hard book is right. what I'm saying. Yep. It doesn't mean that the book is too hard for you. It doesn't mean that you're not smart enough. It just means that you might need to take a little bit more time. But I promise you by the end, you're going to be so glad you did it.
3: I agree 100 percent. Because when you think about you know, somebody like, okay, using Jane Austen, it was written for the people of the day. And the people yes. who are educated, I mean, you, we can draw very close parallels. Believe me, right. your education now is similar in many ways. To right? the
5: education that people had who yeah. were reading the books. Different subjects, yeah.
3: different depths of subjects. Yeah.
5: And I will say that that this book that Karen has put together by Jane Austen, or this commentary that she's put together about Jane Austen's book, Sense and Sensibility, this is a lot easier of a book to read than Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, to me. <laughs> Heart of Darkness is not my favorite book.
3: Well, I think if I'm going to read now, I'm not going to read something that is like the heart of darkness. I'm going to read something. I'm going to like sort of go, I think, maybe towards what I would call summer reading. Sure. Something light, something easier, something that makes me feel good, that takes me away from the distraction.
5: Okay. And I think that's a fine idea. If that's the case, Jane Austen is the author for you. Yeah, because I Because she is so lovely and, and and winsome and it's clever and funny and it's not just for women. I think that's another misunderstanding when it comes to Jane. No. Um, but we could talk about Dostoevsky. Dostoevsky is very heavy and very dense. And if you've never read him before, I would say you're going to need something to help you along. What about Shakespeare? I mean, you've read way more Shakespeare than I have and you have performed it for years. Yeah, well, what do you so have to say about that?
3: I would say this, that you know, if you – so uh, adventuresome to read Shakespeare it's like learning a second language in many ways because it's old English, so there are many things you can I don't understand what that is uh, doesn't make any sense to me. Let me go back and read that again I've read it three times four times I still don't get it and then of course you know there's there's a, a reader's guide and things mm-hmm. like that that help. It's just a difficult, slow slog. But like anything, once you become familiar with the vernacular. Okay, why do you love it? Because it's so deep. It's so much fun. It's so emotional. And I think after a while, you read it enough, you can see the – like anything, you can see the play taking place inside your mind.
5: Okay. What about – this is a perfect opportunity to watch Shakespeare. I mean, watching Shakespeare is the way it was supposed to be done in the first place is a sure. hundred times better for me than reading it. I get it. Uh, yeah, sure. So do you have Shakespeare films that you like in particular well, that jump an out an easy at you? Well, one
3: that you, you want to get is Shakespeare in Love, which with the Harvey Weinstein trial right. has made a lot of headlines. But that's a great adaptation. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, my gosh. Henry V. That's oh, a wonder- isn't
5: that wonderful? Yeah. Now, it has very low production value. It's probably 30 years old at this right. point. But it is a fabulous – talk about a commentary on war and leadership and sacrifice. It's I love it's Henry brutal. V. Just the other night, uh, we watched Much Ado About Nothing. Oh, okay. Which is his version as well, yeah, yeah, starring yeah. Uh, Emma Thompson and Denzel Washington. Wonderful. Oh, my gosh. It's wonderful. What else?
3: Uh, Hamlet. I mean, if you oh, go his, back, oh, his Hamlet. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, his Hamlet. Or if you go back into, we were talking with somebody the other day. They were talking. Oh, I know, um, Alyssa Wilkinson was talking about streaming the Criterion Collection. Is sort of like oh, you know yes. a film lover's dream, where it's like the best of the best of cinema. So if you would go look at um, uh, Shakespeare on the Criterion, you'll see uh, Olivier's Hamlet, or you'll mm-hmm. see um, Paul Robeson uh, in Othello. Things like that. These are like you know produced 50, 60 years ago, but they still hold up, of mm-hmm. course, because it's Shakespeare and it's some of the greats producing some of the greats.
5: Right. Okay. I've got another idea for your reading. Stick with a subject. This is another approach. So you can go to classics. You can do – we can go to Shakespeare, whatever. But here's another tack. I tend to stick with a subject for a while and by a while, I mean like a six-month period and all the books I read other than the books we have to read here for work – Are on a particular subject. That's how I think. So I was in Germany last summer, and I was just, when I was walking around there, I was so fascinated trying to figure out how something so evil like Nazism could have sprung from such a spectacularly beautiful land. I still, I just, anyway. So since I came back from Germany, I've read about, I don't know, six or seven books. On, on the Nazis. On Nazism, on classic, you know, historical Germany, on whatever. And now I feel like, not that I understand how it happened, but I understand more of how it happened right, right, right. than before. And I kind of like sinking into a area for a while. You know what I mean? It makes good sense, Yeah, immersing a little bit. And I'll tell you the way I did it is I I, I went on Goodreads and I figured out, like kind of looked at like German historical books or books about World War II or however you want to look at it. And I came up with 10 books I wanted to read. And then I went on eBay and I bought them for like $2 each. Right, right. It's a way to do it. Yeah, sure it is. Really. It's a way to do it. So you can immerse yourself in a topic and you can get 10 books for 30 bucks. And I'm saying that because your local library might be closed.
3: Uh, um, the Carnegie Library is not closed. Is I think that true? it is. Is it really? Yeah, I
5: think the Carnegie Library is closed. Huh. Yeah. 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 But eBay is a terrific option. There are tons of used books floating around yeah, out there. That's and true. oftentimes you can get a super nice edition for pennies. Pennies,
3: right. Yep. Oh, Karen Swallow Pryor's with us. Yay. Karen Swallow Pryor, uh, she is um, a regular on our show, and uh, we just love having her. Uh, she's got uh, two new works out Heart of Darkness and uh, Sense and Sensibility, which is a, a, a subtitled A Guide to Reading and Reflecting. She did not write Heart of Darkness, nor did she write Sense and Sensibility. Karen, welcome to the show. How are you today?
11: I'm so great. Thanks for having me. It's been too long since I've been on with you guys, and then I was late. I'm uh, sorry. That, no, is,
5: that is absolutely okay. Listen, while you were gone, I was talking about the uh, the viability of reading literature in times like this, because I know I've talked to so many people about this, Karen. People feel intimidated by classic literature. They feel like they're not smart enough. They feel like they don't know enough. They feel like, wait, I didn't go to college, therefore I'm never going to be able to read a book like Sense and Sensibility. What do you say to that?
11: I say it's time return to those classics that you learned to hate when you were in high school. You were far too young to even understand, let alone appreciate those works. Yeah. And even in college sometimes, when you're just trying to make the grade or pass the test, I think as adults with some experience and some you know, some self motivation, we can approach these works um at You know, if we're patient and diligent, we can get so much more out of them today.
5: Okay. So this project that you're doing, this is kind of helping people along this road, Karen. Tell us about it.
11: Well, what I've done is to kind of come along and gently hold the hand of readers who are intimidated by these works, as you just talked about. I've written introductions that kind of set up the framework, give the context, both the social and cultural context, the biographical context, no spoilers, because if you've never read these stories before, so much of the joy is just finding out what happens. And so I've given an introduction that's a true introduction and then written some pretty carefully crafted reflection questions after each section to help readers kind of think through the things that um, they can uncover there. Sometimes we don't know what to look for or what's significant. And I've asked some... a number of questions that can be used by an individual reader or in book clubs, to kind of think through the things, I think the book begins to show us.
5: Great, Karen Swallow Prior is with us. She's a professor in the English department at Liberty University. She's got this new series. It's like a commentary. It's ways that we can understand hard books. There's one on Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, and my other hand, I'm holding Sense and Sensibility by Jane Austen. Uh, Karen, we don't have a whole lot of time, but if you just speak to people out there, and you know, they're at home, they're either working from home or they're not working from home, and they're trying to figure out what to do with their time. Why do books? Mm-hmm like this matter? Oh, they matter
11: because they have they pass the test of, of, of time, mm-hmm. because they reveal truths about the human condition that are universal and eternal, even if they take place in times that are very different from ours or involve characters that are nothing like us. They reveal something about those things that never change about human life. And they also cultivate in us some skills and some practices that go against most of the things that we do all day long, whether it's, you know, engaging on social media or watching television or just writing emails, these kinds of works take some, they give us an immersive experience that requires Mm. the patience and diligence I talked about before. And so in that way, they kind of build our character as well as expose us to new worlds and new ideas.
3: Fabulous. Karen Swallow-Prior from Liberty University. Hey, Karen, uh, before you join us, before you leave us, talk to us about uh, teaching uh, your courses right now. Are you uh, online with your students? Oh, boy. I'm about to go online
11: for the first time in my life. Yeah. Uh, when we come back from spring break on, uh, on Monday, we've got to have our courses up and ready to deliver online, um, you know, in order to do our part in trying to beat this terrible virus that we're all um, Trying to stay away from. So it'll be a new experience for me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to the well, club.
5: All right, Karen. Well, our best to you and to your husband and to your pups and your mom and dad and uh, everybody there. Well, thanks so much for having me on. Let's do it again soon. Sounds sure. good. Karen Swallow Pryor, she's done these terrific commentaries A Guide to Reading and Reflecting. This is uh, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. This one in on my other hand is very heavy.
10: Sense and Sensibility. It's Sense and
5: Sensibility by Jane Austen. They're also beautiful books, they make a nice gift.
3: Hey, we come back. We're going to talk about Major League Baseball
9: and their contributions to employees. We have reached the age where things just cost more. Cars, Mm -hmm, phones, mm -hmm. life insurance. Your blood pressure is up. (laughs) Your weight is up. (laughs) You're one to
12: talk. I have type 2 diabetes, so I'm getting Dean just like you. Thank goodness for Big Lou. Big
9: Lou! Don't put it off. If you're overweight, diabetic, have high blood pressure, you gotta call Big Lou. Gotta. 800-555-2085. Write it down. 800-555-2085. They blow into town
3: with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows are Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior. Replacement company at Windows R Us Pittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at Windows R Pittsburgh.com. That's Windows R Us
12: Choosing your child's school is a big decision. You want more than a great education. You need an education partner with high academic standards who respects your values, offers a safe place to learn, and where your child is known individually. For 35 years, Eden Christian Academy has provided ACSI-accredited college preparatory academics and a strong spiritual foundation of character and faith for students in preschool through 12th grade where they're prayed for, known, and valued for who they are. Learn more at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent, on-demand, Upwork is how.
13: I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me.
12: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
13: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to
6: hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune in, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
0: Tonight, rain. Some heavy at times. Tapering off before daybreak. Low tonight, 49. Tomorrow, cloudy and warmer with a bit of rain in the afternoon. High 67. Cloudy tomorrow night. Quite mild with showers. Low 61. Friday, mostly cloudy, windy, and warm with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. High Friday, 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
5: In spite of the crazy situation that we're all in, uh, what, you see good news? you got to jump on the good news. Please do. Right? Okay. I was really happy to see Major League Baseball uh, announce this yesterday on Twitter. The clubs have committed $30 million, a million dollars per team, to assist the ballpark employees affected by the delayed start to the season. Hmm. I think that's awesome news. Also... Um, MLB and the Players Union pledge a million dollars for emergency food services amid the pandemic.
3: Okay, so ballpark employees. What does that mean? Now, okay, so when you think about you know uh, the structure of Major League Baseball, there's the front office; those are the executives and the support staff. Mm -hmm. I imagine they're continuing on in their jobs and they're being paid. Right. That's just that's a a twenty-four. I think
5: they're talking about concession employees, security, that sort of thing.
3: Okay. All right. So like the regular employees. What about the groundskeeping staff? Probably that, too. The chief, you know, okay. so Yeah, probably that, too. A million dollars for payroll is not a lot of money. Not a lot. It doesn't go a long way. No, but
5: let's be glad we have it. And then maybe when that peters out, there'll be more. Okay.
3: All right. Um, I saw this uh, you know we 've been doing so diligent work of, of talking about churches trying to do the right thing. Our churches meeting are you you know last Sunday, my church met, but that 's it we 're done now, of course, with the governor saying ten or you cannot gather ten or less is the safety zone for that. Well, I saw this article. Um, Rod Dreher from the American Conservative. Apparently, there's a pastor in Louisiana, and Rod Dreher wrote this a Reverend Spell asserts rights and shirks duties. Uh, the pastor of a Loui- Lou- Louisiana church who says he believes the novel coronavirus is, p- quote, politically motivated, defied government orders and welcomed hundreds of people into his church service last night. The gathering directly defied an order by Louisiana Governor John Bell Why Edwards. Do that? The. Uh, He says this, uh, that he believes – he says, um, I believe that I can hand out a handkerchief which has some sort of magical prayer power, which the pastor says will give congregants special spiritual protection against the virus. Okay,
5: so he's a wacko.
3: On Sunday, at this same church, 1,700 people showed up.
5: Come on.
3: In Louisiana. Now, the governor is so infuriated, he has not yet arrested this reverend spell, but says if they meet again, he will have the police show up and, if need be, the National Guard.
5: Okay, so what does the pastor think? The pastor thinks that, what, this isn't a real thing?
3: The pastor says it's, it's just all a sham. It's politically motivated. He doesn't believe it. He's just going to continue to work.
5: Does he feel like the government's out to get him because he's a no, pastor of a church? No, he just
3: feels as though it's all fake news. Well, look.
5: I don't even know what to say to I that. I don't know
3: what to say to it either, but I mean, hopefully this is the only pastor in the entire country who's such a wackadoodle. And all the people who are following along, 1,700 people on a Sunday gathering, several hundred last night, even after what we've heard. Look,
5: None of us want to not be gathering with our church families, but let me say this. If you... Anyone who's listening to this feels like this is some kind of government overreach, that they're trying to you know, squash churches or whatever. Let me just disabuse you of that notion. This is a public health issue. If there was some kind of problem where governments were trying to shut down churches because of the gospel, that would be a different thing. And then we would be called to stand up and say, Look, you can say whatever you want, but we're going to preach about Jesus regardless. That's not what the government's doing. The government's saying, We're trying to keep you all safe. You need to do your part so you can't meet. Please.
3: So okay. listen to the Yeah, government just follow along. Out Holy out smokes! Out. Uh, what did you talk about? You said that um, once you start to know people who get sick. That's when things are going to click. into. Yeah, yeah.
5: So, yeah, I've said this from the beginning that once we, each one of us starts to know people who are sick with the coronavirus, our attitude is going to change because there's all of this. Oh, this is all fake news. This is something that's just uh, an exaggeration. It's not going to seem like an exaggeration when you or your children or your parents or your neighbor or the principal at your school or whoever is very, very ill. So we need to pray for those moments so that we can be brave and we can be rational and we can be aware. Um, I think the other thing is important that that's important to say is that we had a guest on a couple days ago who is a, uh, a former police officer and Jim Wallace, J. Warner Wallace is his full name and his public name. But he said the fear in America is really only going to abate when we each one of us knows of 50 people who have had the virus and have survived the virus. And once we realize that you can get it and recover from it, which eighty, I don't know, ninety percent of the people do, then we'll start to feel like sure. okay, this is not, this is not the killer, the oh, the one hundred percent killer that we're all imagining it is.
3: At the same time, though, once we do know people who have in fact died, it will make people sit up straight. And well, you should
5: be sitting up straight. Well, now. Look, if you're not sitting up straight, then you're not like so. This attention. pastor
3: we just talked about in Louisiana, if he knew people directly.
5: He it would be a different thing. Away.
3: Of course, he wouldn't. It would be a different thing. He would think differently, act differently, it would be talk a different differently.
5: Thing. And if you knew people who'd had it and had recovered, then your fear would be lessened. Right,
3: but still following along with the guidelines.
5: Do I mean for crying out loud? Be more cautious than less cautious.
3: Got that right. We come back. We're going to try to main,
5: so, maintain social distance from you, John. And we're not even
3: doing it I here mean, well.
5: I would try, it's just it's, this room
6: is very small.
3: Here comes the National Guard. Just separate.
6: WORD
1: Gives you the chance to show an act of kindness that could pay off for you, too.
4: Just a little more kindness?
1: Enter the Kindness Challenge for the chance to win $5,000 for you and $5,000 for a worthy organization. Just a lot more kindness, I think. Enter once each day through the end of April. Get bonus entries for completing individual acts of kindness. Plus, lots of other ways to increase your chances of winning. Be kind to others
14: and
4: to yourself. Be a little more kind to each other.
1: Enter the kindness challenge now at wordfm.com
3: slash kindness. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bedsheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheet you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a sixty day money back guarantee and a ten year warranty. Right now you can buy one, get one free by calling 800-391-0954 And use promo code Word. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free. Call eight hundred three nine one zero nine five four or go to mypillow.com. But make sure to use the promo code WORD. From the moment you met,
12: it's as if you were custom made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships. From breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at TrinityJewelers.com.
13: When you've got water, fire, or smoke damage, there's no debate. You have to vote yellow. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our team is ready to help 24 hours a day.
10: The man, the yellow van. Call Service Master.
13: Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage.
9: The man, the yellow van. Service master. If you haven't switched to Pure Talk USA, you're probably paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk covers 99% of the country, and plans start at just $20 per line with no contract and a one-month risk-free guarantee. You've got nothing to lose. You can even keep your phone and your number. Get 50% off your first month when you call now. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code off. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code off.
3: Amy Julia Becker is with us. Amy's a regular guest on our show. We love her,
5: don't we? We sure do. She What's is an, to love?
3: She's an author of four books, uh, including White Picket Fences, Turning Towards Love in a World Divided by Privilege. Her newest ebook, which is free, a free resource to accompany White Picket Fences is Head, Heart, Hands, an Action Guide. Amy Julia, welcome to the show. How are you today?
14: I'm doing well. Thanks
5: for having me back. Our pleasure. Amy, while John was introducing you, I touched my face. Uh Um, (laughs) I'm trying to be so good. Amy,
3: our our producer is keeping score of how many times we touch our face throughout the uh, day. It's really difficult to do, and I'm sure for you as a mother, you know, watching your kids go about this, you want to just say, stop, 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 and guide them into some sort of web of safety.
14: Absolutely. I mean, I have to say we live in a pretty rural area. So I have been what I have been thinking about all day is for all the parents who are in urban or even just suburban centers trying to keep themselves, their kids, their parents, uh, you know, safe. It it is so difficult because we are made to touch each other and to touch other things. And um, it is really, really challenging right now.
5: So, Amy, you've started this podcast. I didn't even know you were doing it. I just listened to the first episode today. Very well done. Boy, you're doing a wonderful job, and I I just can't get over how applicable it is to our current time. It's called Love is Stronger Than Fear. I mean, who knew that you would have picked something that was perfect for this moment?
14: Well, I was kind of as surprised by that as anyone else. I uh, wrote a blog post a number of years ago in the midst of the 2016 election using the words, love is stronger than fear, because our country was so polarized and divided. And I felt like people were fearful on both sides. It didn't matter whether you supported... Trump or Clinton, there was fear everywhere. And one of the things I feel like I've really learned personally, and I've talked with you all about this before, uh, through having a child with Down syndrome, is that I can give in to fear. There's lots to fear having a child who's more medically, socially, and just um, in every way vulnerable and fragile. And yet I've also seen that when I trust Certainly, yes, my love, the love of other people, but even more so the love of God as the deepest aspect of reality. When I turn towards love instead of fear, I really begin to believe that love is stronger than fear. And I think it's not just my personal experience with my kid, um, but this is actually true in various instances throughout history, and I think it's actually a pretty big theme of the Bible. So when these past couple weeks hit us in terms of, again, health and financial crises all at once, I was really struck with this, um, the love is stronger than fear phrase again, and so decided to, it was time to start season two of the Love is Stronger Than Fear podcast um, and talk about these, um, these times.
3: Wonderful. So Amy Julia, what application are you using to tamp down fear in your, your own life, biblically?
14: Yeah, so what um, really struck me as I was thinking about this is, as I just said, we've had in the past couple of weeks both a medical health and an economic or financial crisis simultaneously, which is pretty new for all of us to have those things happen at the same time. But if I think back to the world of the Bible, both the Jewish scriptures as well as the time of Jesus and Paul, they were constantly in a health crisis, in the sense Mm -hmm. that they didn't have antibiotics, they didn't have modern medicine, Um, they always knew that tomorrow could be the last day, and they also were pretty much on a financial crisis all the time, in the sense that people were living in poverty, um, and literally, Jesus was praying, give us this day our daily bread, like, we don't know if we have enough bread for today. And so, when when the biblical writers write about trouble coming... When Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, for I have overcome the world. When Jesus says, do not be worried, uh, when Paul writes, do not be anxious, they're not um, being Pollyannas. You know, they Paul's writing that from prison. Jesus knows he's going to suffer and die. So it's in the midst of knowing the reality of both health and financial and every other crisis we could imagine that they are writing about the love of God that will sustain us through everything. And so as I thought back to the ways in which Scripture has sustained my life, I thought, oh my gosh, this is only more relevant now. Um, And I went and read back through the book of Philippians, which is this early letter that Paul wrote, and it's known as this letter about joy, but it's kind of ironic. I mean, it is about joy, but it's also written when Paul was in prison, which would be a terrible place to be even today. But 2,000 years ago, you really didn't want to be in prison. And um, and yet he was able to find joy and talk about love and contentment and peace in the midst of that place. And so I thought, gosh... If we can talk about the book of Philippians and the coronavirus and kids being home from school and parents not knowing what to do, if we could do all of that together, I really believe not just the ancient wisdom will help us, But the love of God, which sustains that ancient wisdom, will help us. So that's what I decided to do.
10: That's great.
5: Amy Julia Becker is with us, award-winning writer and speaker on faith, family, disability, and privilege, the author of four books, including White Picket Fences, Turning Toward Love in a World Divided by Privilege. Amy, I want to go back to something you just said, which is that at times when we are um, tempted to fear – it's not that there's nothing to be afraid of. It's that mm-hmm. there actually is something to be afraid of, but the biblical admonition is to fight against it anyway.
14: And I think that um, I've actually, I, when my kids were little, I made them memorize Philippians 4, 6, and 7, which says, Do not be anxious about every, anything, but in everything by prayer and petition— Present your request to God. And then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. And I love that image of peace guarding our hearts, like Mm -hmm. a little sentinel marching back and forth in front of our hearts saying, no, 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 we're not letting fear get in there because God has taken that. And it's not, again, that there's nothing to worry about. It's that God will carry the worry and the fear for us. Um, rather than necessarily take it away. And he will give us peace, but it's peace that passes understanding. It's not a peace that makes sense unless God is an eternal and loving God who will redeem all things.
10: Mm
3: -hmm. You know, Kath and I talk about this often, Amy Julia, that our faith really hasn't been tested. Right. Mm -hmm. We're living in a first world country, you know, financially secure for the most part, paying our bills and all that. This is the first time. So I think a lot of people are wrestling with real fear for the very first time in their lives.
5: Well, here's the thing, though. We all have fears in our personal life. Sure. It's the fear of like on a national something gigantic, right? A national crisis. Yeah, I get that.
3: So with that, I mean, and you yourself, I mean, as a mother, you've got uh, a child w- with Down syndrome, that fear creeps in at very weird, inopportune times, doesn't it?
14: I think for many of us, I would imagine that we've woken up in the middle of the night and not been able to get back to sleep mm-hmm. this past week. Um, and again, that it's not just, oh, I'm, you know, thinking about the fact that my kid got in a fight at school yesterday, right. but like this bigger, is yeah, bigger, deeper and I do think um, one of the other things I've thought about is the idea of the fear of the Lord. And there's a Psalm, I think it's Psalm one twenty one, 128, where it says um, it compares fearing the Lord to walking in the ways of the Lord, and then it talks about how happy you'll be if that's what you do. And so there's this sense of, like, whatever we fear is how we're going to walk. And then from there, like, that's our emotional state. And if we fear the Lord, I think that's actually another way of saying, like, if we live with God as the only thing to fear, well, then guess what? Like, that's going to dictate our behavior and our emotional state, and it's going to be good. Um, But most of us, and I've certainly experienced this in these past couple weeks, recognize, like, oh, I really do fear that my bank account will dwindle. I really do fear that uh, I might face disease or suffering, and I didn't even realize that, and uh, that is dictating my behavior and my emotional state. And I don't mean by that that we shouldn't be feeling sorrow or um, anger or confusion. I think that the Bible uh, gives us plenty of room to be human in all of those ways,
10: Uh, but it
14: invites us to bring all of that to God um, and to ask questions and to wrestle and to receive the peace and the love and the joy that's still available, even in times of that um, grief and suffering and fear. Amen.
3: Mm-hmm. So Amy, uh, before you leave us, just talk about what's going to happen with you on Sunday mornings, right? We've got all of us have our faith communities. How's that affected you and your kids and your husband?
14: Yeah. Well, this past Sunday, our faith community, um, we just didn't have anything. And so we did a little service ourselves um, just in our home. Uh, but no, wait, in, let me, let me go-
5: break in, Amy Julia. Tell yeah. our listeners where you live.
14: Oh, so I live in Washington, Connecticut, which is a very rural town. We go to a church, actually, that there are only about 70 people there on a Sunday morning. So we had thought we were going to gather um, and then decided right at the last minute that that was just not the wisest thing, especially given how many elderly people we have in our church population. Um, So we were scrambling and didn't have things ready for Sunday morning, Um, although my Husband has a best friend who's a preacher, so we kind of live streamed him into our living room, and I pulled out a guitar, and we got some prayers together, and cool. had a lovely time as a family. But starting this Sunday morning, um, I teach a Bible study at our church every week, so we'll do that over Zoom, and then our um, pastor will also be inviting every you know member of the congregation um, either to through the computer or even through a phone um, to to participate you know remotely. Um, In a service, and we will take it from there and see what happens.
3: Okay. Well, a brave new world, isn't it?
14: It is indeed. And um, I just hope and pray that we can find ways to continue to love each other in the midst of it. Mm -hmm. Amen
3: to that. Be of good courage. Amy, Julia, if people want to find you on the web, uh, give us an address
14: com. And yeah, they can find out about the podcast and the books and all the rest right there.
3: Fabulous. Terrific. Always good to be with you. Be well.
14: Thanks, you too. That's Amy Julia Becker. She's the mom of a little girl with Down
5: syndrome, Penny, who we've grown to love from a distance. All the information about her, amyjuliabecker.com.
4: Hi, it's me, Marsha, at The Spring House. Did you know Easter's springing up on us? And quickly, too. Do you know what that means at the Spring House? Well, first of all, it means you can enjoy the freshest, tastiest fried or baked cod every Friday night on the farm. It also means it's time to call and order your Spring House Easter goodies. Our hickory-smoked hams are extra special. We use only real hickory wood from the farm to slowly smoke these old-fashioned treats to perfection. Order a whole or half, and we'll send along cooking instructions, too. Mmm, How about Springhouse scalloped potatoes and homemade applesauce to go without ham? Finish off your meal with a from-scratch Springhouse coconut cream pie or custard pie or a chocolate log cake. Oh, and you can even decorate your table with our adorable bunny breads and eat them, too. Easter also means our annual Springhouse Easter egg hunt and Palm Sunday feast. Check us out at SpringhouseMarket.com for all the details. Celebrate this most joyous holiday at the Springhouse in 84 Pennsylvania.
2: In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today?
15: Only tomatoes with
10: tortilla.
15: Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to the whole week.
2: When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food.
9: Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
5: Great news for all of us. What's that? Here in the uh, western Pennsylvania area. Great news? Hi, Mark. Health and Allegheny Health Network officials announced today that drive-up collection sites for COVID-19 testing will open this week at four, count them, four Western Pennsylvania locations. Really? Uh, I'm reading here from WTAE.com. They say that the community-based collection sites are meant to bring coronavirus testing closer to where people live and work and to decompress hospital emergency departments. Now, here's the thing. If you're sick... You cannot just drive up and be tested. You have to have already had a consult with a physician and you have to have a prescription. That's the only way it's going to work. How do you get a prescription? Okay, By going from to your see doctor, a From your doctor. But
3: the physician won't do it, it won't give you the, t- the test.
5: Well, the physician doesn't have to give you the test. The physician just has to give you a prescription for the test and that's how you're going to get it. Okay. They just don't want people who are feeling fine to clog up the sure. works for people who are sick. right? right? The locations are as follows. AHN Wexford Health and Wellness Pavilion which is uh, on Perry Highway in sure, Wexford. I know it. Um AHN Bethel Park Health and Wellness Pavilion which is on Higby Drive in Bethel Park. Uh 4220 William Penn Highway in Monroeville. Okay. And AHN Westside Health Westridge Road in Erie. Hmm. Listen, okay. that is terrific. That's there sure are places good. in America who have had to wait much longer for this type of availability. I'm super thankful for so it. So that starts when? That starts uh should be within four uh I think they're going to be available this week.
3: Oh, good! All right. Yeah,
5: they'll be available this week. Well, thank so. goodness! All right, uh, that's great news.
3: Any help that the government can uh, to do for us to get tested, we're happy to take it. Yeah. Okay. On a much lighter note, and especially from a football-starved uh, populace, Tom Brady okay. has officially left. Oh, cry the me a river! Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? The Tampa Bay Bucks. He's going to sign a multi-year contract for a minimum of twenty million dollars. What the heck is going on there? He's 43, right? Yes. Tom Brady, 43.
5: Listen, should I go on my rant now or should I wait for it?
15: Well,
3: go ahead. We've only got like 60 seconds, so it's a small rant.
5: Tom Brady's mad that he hasn't made more money. What? As the quarterback of the New England Patriots because he's always taken a salary cut so that they could use more of the money to pay for a better team. Well, guess what? That was a great strategy because they won six – Super Bowls.
3: He's not really mad, so, is he? Really, he's gone on yes, record as saying, "I'm upset about this." That's why he left. Really?
5: That's why he left because of money. So now he's a multi-billionaire. Sure. He's a multi jillionaire sure. anyway, because of his wife's lucrative job and his lucrative Him, job. He, did he great. has been an unbelievable professional success yeah. because he sacrificed not a whole lot, because he was already living in the lap of luxury, and so now he feels like, oh, I need to get mine. And so now I'm going to, you know, reap the benefits He's and fine. go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have two words for you. Good
3: luck. Holy smokes. I don't know. You'd think the the, the punishment that his body would take oh at 43 and say, I'm done. I've left normal, yeah, you know, pretty much normal. I've got my mental cap- capabilities about me. Thank you so much, Robert Kraft. And then he'd be a, a hero. Of course, he will be forever and ever in New England. Take it to the bank.
6: Everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM, Pittsburgh, at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and at radio.com.
15: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Dr. Deborah Burks, the White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, says the administration is very concerned about reports out of France and Italy about some younger adults getting seriously ill from the contagious virus she's appealing to all americans including young adults to stay home the u.s census bureau has suspended field operations for two weeks they've announced today citing the health and safety of its workers and the u.s public from the coronavirus stocks are closing sharply lower as fears of a prolonged coronavirus induced recession take hold now the losses today deepened after a temporary halt was triggered In the early afternoon, the price of oil fell 24%. The Dow dropped 1,338 points. The Nasdaq off 344. The S&P fell 131.
3: exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and One of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com.
9: Gold is on a run again. Experts say the coronavirus could tank global economies, so investors are heading for safe havens to avoid losing value in their IRAs, 401Ks, and stocks. Don't stand on the sidelines and watch your accounts dwindle day by day. Head for safety and catch the gold rally now. Protect and grow your financial future today with a call to American Bullion, the leader in gold investments. You have valid concerns and we have simple solutions for all needs and budgets. In fact, we specialize in first-time gold buyers just like you. Find out about American Bullion's hassle-free process to transfer any portion of your IRA, 401k, or stocks into the long-term safety of a gold IRA today. Call a- and ask about our free gold guide. Call 800-600-4849. Grow your financial future with the rising value of physical gold and protect yourself during this worldwide crisis. Call the leader, American Bullion, 800-600-4849. If
5: you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept. And reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. Or go to MarleyFG.com.
0: Tonight, rain, some heavy at times, tapering off before daybreak, low tonight, 49. Tomorrow, cloudy and warmer with a bit of rain in the afternoon, high 67. Cloudy tomorrow night, quite mild with showers, low 61. Friday, mostly cloudy, windy and warm with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm, high Friday, 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
2: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Hall. Don't Emmett.
10: fear home. Do
3: not fear home. No. <laughs> oh, God. We want you to stay home. Look, we don't want you to fear home. It's hard
5: with all the signs. Yeah. It's- so. Okay,
3: we're uh, we're streaming live on Facebook if at one hundred and one point five Word FM.
5: Never watched the show? You should. Right, it's a party here, people.
3: And these last few with days, social
5: distance, it is a party.
3: It's not appropriate social distance because we're not six feet apart.
5: That's because it's a radio studio, and they don't care about social distance right. in places like this.
3: Right, but okay, we're what are we? We're like three feet apart. Maybe. Right, we'll just get half sick.
5: Maybe.
10: Okay. <laughs>
5: I'm looking at getting half
3: sick. Half sick.
10: I really like it. Right.
5: Uh, terrific article. I really liked it uh, on in the New York Times today called The Coronavirus is Showing Us How to Live Online. This is a uh, a piece by Kevin Roos. And he talked about the fact that since he was called off of work, he's one of those people that's, that's uh, uh, quarantined at home, he said that he has been busier than ever. He's been talking to people on social media. He's been doing direct messages on Twitter. He's been sending video messages to grandma. He's been checking in on his mom and dad who live on the other side of the country. He's been, you know, finding out what's going on with his kid's school. You know, there's just been a lot of details that he's been navigating. And so he's
3: gone from real life. To fully embracing online life.
5: Exactly. And then he says this, Uh, if there is a silver lining in this crisis, it may be that the virus is forcing us to use the Internet as it was always meant to be used, to connect with one another, to share information and resources, and to come up with collective solutions to urgent problems problems. It's the healthy, humane version of digital culture we usually see only in schmaltzy TV commercials, but is coming to life around
3: us. All right. So what, is he like in what? Is he on Reddit or is he in group chats?
5: He was, Well, he, he talked in the article in particular about Talking to friends through Twitter, direct messages. He used Instagram. He used WhatsApp. He even put on, he said, his Oculus virtual reality headset and spent a few hours playing poker in a VR casino with friendly strangers. (laughs)
3: Okay, there is someone like it. who is totally invested yeah, in the online and, life. Yeah, but
5: but what he's saying, I think we can bring to pass, as isolated as we feel. And he brought up a um, a piece that was written by Ezra Klein in Vox. Ezra says that the danger that we're facing now is not just from the virus physiologically, is that we are at risk of a social recession. Which he calls an epidemic of loneliness and isolation that's brought on by the mm. virus. So not sure. only do we have to wash our hands and keep ourselves physically healthy, but we need to find ways to keep ourselves psychologically, emotionally, spiritually healthy as yes, well. That and is that's the every that's really every bit as important.
3: Okay, so I saw a photo the other day of people getting together. They were they were like in front of someone's house, like on the stoop. But they were separated by six feet of distance. Okay. And they were all hanging outside. Now, the good news is the nice weather is going to be here in, in a heartbeat. I mean, I think tomorrow is going
5: to be 70 and, degrees here. Yeah, tomorrow in Friday PA. looks great.
3: So, I mean, personally, I would choose to spend less time online and more time outside.
5: If you're able to. But again, you have space in your yard. If someone's living in New York City.
3: Right. Or like we see the people in Spain and Italy right. on their little balconies. It's, it's not
5: the same thing. Right. 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 Um, But think about what's happening in Italy, as devastating as um, the day-to-day life is, and it is devastating. And if you haven't followed along with it, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm just saying it – You should look online and see how to pray for these people, the challenges that they're facing and the difficulties they're facing. But as Italians do, they have found beauty in the chaos. I mean, the videos of them singing to one another from balconies in quarantine, the beautiful photography that some people have taken of empty piazzas, they just speak volumes of our current time.
3: Okay, so then if you're Italian – You're locked in, though, right? They're saying don't go go outside. Don't go Mm -hmm. outside. New York City apparently is under the threat of that happening. Uh, Will that roll across the country?
5: It could could roll across here. We don't know. None of us know. Right. None of us know.
3: I mean, that seems like sort of last ditch, the direst of dire situations.
5: So let's think about some of the things that are currently going on online that maybe you would not have expected. Virtual yoga. What? Mike, will you take part? Virtual yoga, Mm -hmm.
16: absolutely. Would
5: I would pay? I would pay cash for a video cam of John doing virtual or Mike doing virtual. Well, you (laughs) too, actually. Both of you doing virtual yoga.
3: Uh, That's just a. So what? Someone in someone's you know. There's your phone. You're watching someone stretch. You just follow along.
16: Well, that's I would assume that what it would be. John can't even hit the button over here. I don't know how this would be good for him.
3: Well, you know what? If you're going to do yoga, that might be the best way to do yoga because you wouldn't be so embarrassed like, you know, I oh, I would have no never. stretch.
16: Okay. Would yeah. it,
5: am I the only one that would never go to a yoga class? Yoga I, is so hard for I've me. Been to yoga. If I had to struggle like that in front of 20 people, I would never go. You've, I'm surprised you've never, you've never done it. No, I've done yoga, but i never had in a, a class. class because I don't want to struggle that way in front of people I, I don't would,
3: know. I always wanted to
16: learn how to stand on my head though. Like didn't stand you, on my head for a long period of time. Didn't you stand on
3: your head when you were a kid?
16: Never. Oh, well, yeah. I was never able we to do that it. all the time never
3: here's a good way to start go to a corner get a pillow put your head on the pillow pop yourself up and just lean in the corner
5: yeah like that's so easy just pop yourself right up you can
3: do I, you, you, I, mean, you, I could do that
5: now oh at the next break I want that to happen right here I could in the do studio. that
3: I could do that I'm sure I could it's you're
5: leaning against the corner you're the one who said two weeks ago that you never wanted to exercise again
3: well all I'm doing is sticking my head on the ground and going bark. That's all burnt.
5: I think it's a lot harder than you say. Visual dinner parties. They're not visual. Did I say visual? Yes, Virtual yes. dinner parties.
3: Okay. People Again, are having
5: them. I think fun. that would be fun. Yeah, it would be. Virtual church. We've talked about that multiple, yeah, times, multiple times in the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Online concerts. I have two friends oh, that yeah, are doing yeah. this, right. two local Pittsburgh musicians. I keep talking up the value of art in difficult times. And for the gig economy, people who rely on that, people who are musicians or visual artists or make their living in film, their whole income stream has dried up oh, instantly. Yep. So if you can support a local musician in your life, I have two that are doing concerts online this week.
3: Really? Yeah And so you're paying what yep. you're gonna pay some money else So on... you're gonna,
5: you're gonna pay a ticket price and you're gonna sit there and you're gonna watch a live concert. Really? cool i love it so uh paul costantino the boilermaker jazz band is doing a concert this week my friend anton defade is doing um is doing a concert and has a really clever name the um i think he's calling it the happy sad hour concert
3: (laughs) (laughs) okay we should get the word out and i'd like to go to those concerts wouldn't that be fun yeah that's excellent They're uh, both Yeah. Excellent musicians.
5: Exactly. So this is the time as this who's this guy from the New York Times that I like so much? Kevin Roos. What he says is right. This is what the Internet was always supposed to be used for. So. For good, for yeah. connection, for art, for beauty, for love between people. Mike, why are you shaking your I'm calling you. It's good. I'm totally calling you. Yeah. Don't you want to call Mike?
3: What? Call him to do what? Well,
5: he has a sign up. Were you not watching the video? No, I was not. Don't call, yeah. me. call me. Oh, I'm no, calling
3: I didn't him. Didn't, Virtual yoga. Well, Mike's not going to do a concert. I've seen Mike's skills. <laughs> Take a break. Come back. We're going to we're going to talk about something kind of weird.
5: Really, really differently. Dr. Preston Sprinkle. He's been a terrific voice in helping the church to think through issues of sexuality and homosexuality. We're going to talk about those things coming up next on today's ride home. One hundred one point five W O R D.
1: At home, at work, or. When home is work. We're here with the information, teaching, conversation, music, inspiration, and hope you need right now. Use your smart speaker to connect to Pittsburgh Station sharing the word that changes the world. Okay. Find us at The Word Pittsburgh, 101.5
9: W O R D. If your family depends on your income and something happened to you, what would happen to them? You need life insurance, and Select can help you get it at a price you can afford.
6: SelectQuote found Jacob, 40, who's in excellent health, a 10 year, $500,000 policy for. that's 1-800-880-7474
9: select quote we shop you save
6: get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials your premium could vary depending on your health issue and company and other factors not available in all states
12: if you're a licensed counselor in pennsylvania grace wellness center doesn't want to hire you they want to partner with you at grace wellness center you'll find the personal support and professional development you need to build your ideal clientele Grace Wellness Center invests in you so you can invest in your clients. Get the support, training, and personal coaching you need to pursue your passion and build a kingdom with offices throughout Greater Pittsburgh. Join the team at thegracewellnesscenter.com.
5: If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have 5 to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm Kathy Emmons. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year, another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in network. Isn't it time for a change? Stop the insanity. Call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30 percent. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496 or go to Marley FG.
0: It's easier to change the
1: world than you think. Sponsor a child in extreme poverty with Compassion International, and you will change the world for that child. Just text the word CHILD to 83393 to sponsor right now.
13: I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me.
12: Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com.
3: Come on. We live in a a strange new sexual landscape in the world, and uh, it's hard to make sense of it. It really is, especially to be kind, to be open, but also to be a Bible-believing Christian. So we've invited Preston Sprinkle to join us. Preston currently serves as the president of the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender. It's an organization that's aimed at helping Christians engage questions about faith, sexuality, and gender with theological faithfulness. Preston wrote a piece in uh, this month's Christianity Today called Polyamory, Pastors' Next Sexual Frontier. Preston, good to have you back. How are you, sir?
17: Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again.
5: Yeah. Preston, as a preamble, let me just say how much I've appreciated what you've written. Um, you know, it, it's these are complicated times, and I want to be faithful to Jesus. And um, it's really hard to know how to react to different situations mm-hmm. that present themselves. And um, I just think that you've been a really calm, biblical, wise, rational voice. And I just want to say thanks.
17: I appreciate that last line. Not, <laughs> I, I try, try. So, thank you very much for that. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, let's talk. This article that you wrote about polyamory um, is—it's probably a word that a lot of people don't even know the definition of—and you got a lot of uh, feedback on this article. So, let's let's define <laughs> let's define terms first. Um, what's polyamory?
17: Yeah. So, polyamory just has to do with plural word. It's, it's a relationship. Uh, typically a sexual relationship that involves more than two people it could be two could be three could be four. There could be, I'm um, sorry, it could be three or three or more. And the relationship within a polyamorous relationship could be, you know, one guy who has two girlfriends or maybe the girlfriends themselves are in a relationship with each other. So it's, there's many different kind of combinations to, to this sort of thing. I see.
3: So, Preston, in the article, you you talk about a friend who's a pastor who told you about a couple named Tyler and Amanda. T- tell us that story.
17: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know what? I mean, I, I I don't want to speak beyond what's in the article, uh, just for the sake of you know confidentiality and everything. Um. But I will say, just in gen- in general. I've talked to a lot of pastors, especially in more urban, progressive centers uh, on the West Coast, East Coast, um, you know, Seattle, Portland, Los Angeles, uh, Boston, New York, where they're like, it's it's not uncommon for people to come, you know, in triads, you know, and in, as a as a thruple, if you will, uh, to their church, asking, hey, what's your position on polyamory? So, kind of like what, you know, churches and progressive centers were getting back you know the 80s and 90s where people are asking about their stance on you know same-sex relationships um, a growing number of churches are getting asked that about polyamorous relationships so, okay it seems so uh, yeah, weird
3: Preston right to even have this conversation <laughs> and to think that a lot of people you're saying at least five percent of the population are in some ways engaged in a relationship with three people mm-hmm. or more
17: I was shocked at that, but I, I did, I, I triple-checked that statistic, it comes from a peer-reviewed source. I, I looked around at other people who are exploring this on a sociological level, and yeah, that's it's it's a lot more widespread than, than Christians may realize. So that's, that's, that was one of my main points in the article, is we can't just write this off as some fringe crazy thing that nobody's ever going to encounter. As much as people encounter LGBT people today, they're going to encounter polyamorous people tomorrow.
5: Yeah. We're talking to Preston Sprinkle. Um, he's got a Ph.D. in New Testament and early Judaism. He's been a college professor for a long time. He's a New York Times bestselling author. Uh, his latest book is called People to be Loved, Why Homosexuality is Not Just an Issue. Preston, I'm wondering if you have any statistics um, that you're aware of that talk about um, threesomes or more um, where there are more men. So there's more men to one woman versus a bunch of women to one man.
17: I don't have any hard statistics, um, <clears throat> but it does, a- anecdotally, it does seem that um, it does seem to be more, you know, one man with, right. you know, two or more women. Uh, the difference, though, is like, you know, having the Old Testament and in the ancient world, you have, you know, polygamy, where you had like, a king that had multiple wives, but that was quite different. That was, you know, in that context, um, the women were viewed as kind of prop- property. Like, they, they were very, like, you know, as, you know uh, the king was showing off his wealth, you know, by having all these women, you know, at his side. But in a polyamorous relationship, it's much more egalitarian. And it's not uncommon, again, even if it's a man and two women, for the two women to be involved with each other. Um, so it's, uh, again, there's so many different variations. It's hard, to, it's hard to have kind of a one-size-fits-all view. of Right. Such a thing. Okay,
3: so Preston, whenever LGBTQ and gay marriage became normalized in this country uh people who were you know normally who, who were five or ten years ago a lot of politicians would say well you know i've evolved on the issue or i'm evolving mm. on the issue so now it feels as though we as believers now knowing that polyamorous relationships are becoming a, a norm in some ways that we ourselves mm-hmm. are being we'll have to we'll have to as christians evolve as well i mean is that even a thing yeah. that we have to encounter?
17: Well, I, you know, one of the the, the, my, the main point I had in the article was, let's begin now to really construct a Christian vision for monogamy. You know, rather than just, um, well, doing two things. Rather than, you know, saying, no, it's sin, and not even really thinking about it biblically, we need to think about it biblically but also, just because the culture progresses in one direction doesn't mean <laughs> that Christians should follow in suit, even though that that's what often happens. Right. So and, and that is, again, why I want to encourage pastors now to start looking at Scripture, uh, start constructing a, a really robust, um, thoughtful, biblical response to this kind of relationship, so that we're not kind of scrambling around, right. you, know, um, and, you know, reacting to some situation that blows up on our church when, you know, the elder's daughter comes out of poly, which I'm seeing happening more and more, like, Let's be let's be get ahead of the curve and think biblically, you know, before we have to respond to something in haste.
3: Right okay. so because there are many people in the LGBT community who will say, "Well, you know, um, the Bible really doesn't address homosexuality. So if it doesn't address homosexuality, then clearly it would not address polyamory."
17: Yeah, you know, it's a great point, and um, I'm I'm nervous about chalking everything up to kind of a slippery slope. You know, if you're from this, then you're going to affirm that. But right, in this right. case. It does kind of fit. I mean, the sexual ethic that affirms same-sex relationships basically says that as long as something's consensual, as long as it's not harming anybody, then it's okay. It's bringing you pleasure. It's bringing you happiness. But if you just take that kind of ethic, then, of course, you're going to affirm polyamory. You decide if it's not if it's mutual. It's consensual. Again, just to be clear, this isn't like one guy going behind his wife's back. Right. This is all out in the open. I mean, what's wrong? Consensual. Yes, it's uh, consensual. Somebody could say it's not a anybody. I mean, I would maybe argue that for various reasons. But, um, love is but love. Yeah, so I think the ethic of love is love. Yeah, so all the same stuff we hear with the LGBT conversation, um, we're going to be hearing with, with the polyamorous discussion. Mm-hmm.
10: Uh,
5: Preston, talk about um, the response of uh, therapeutic counselors, or even more than that, Christian counselors, uh, say a threesome ends up going to a Christian counselor and they say, Hey, this is the kind of relationship we want. We want it to be, I don't know. We want it to be egalitarian or we want it to be, I don't know what, um, what are you hearing as far as how therapists or people in the profession are responding?
17: You know, I, I don't, I don't, I haven't actually heard too much, um, and that's not that that conversation isn't happening. It's just, I just haven't really engaged it from a uh, from a therapist perspective. Um, I guess that, I mean, from my vantage point, if anybody said I'm a Christian, then by definition they have to ask the question, "What does God think about this?" If they're not willing to ask that question, um, then I would say you're probably not a Christian. I mean, that's kind of what it means to be a Christian is to say Christ is my Lord, and I'm going to take direction from my lord so as a counselor i would just at least raise that question like okay you're you say you're a christian then then what does god say about this and if they said well i don't know that's irrelevant then i'm gonna say let's let's revisit this whole christianity thing um maybe this isn't really you know your your faith identity
5: yeah yeah i i guess the The reason I asked the question was that when homosexuality became, as John said, normalized, one of the criticisms that hit the um, that hit the church or hit the you know the Christian sphere, especially therapists, is you know you came down so hard on me about this issue, and now I hate the mm-hmm. church. You were so cruel to me. You didn't want to include me. You didn't want to hear my point of view. You didn't want to hear how this happened to I've me. Suffered so long. I've suffered so long, and so yeah. therefore now I'm an I'm a nun. I'm an N O N E and. I'm out.
17: That's a great point, and that's, you know, you, you mentioned that I um, got it quite a bit of, I love your phrase, feedback on the article. <laughs> <You> <laughs>
18: it took know, me a I while to come my, up
17: with the right word. Well, most of the response actually was very positive from very from, some from very conservative circles, but there was kind of a contingency of certain voices that were very critical of the article, but part of the reason, why, and well, the critique was that I was kind of too soft, that it didn't come out in this Say it's sin, even though I did say it's sin in the article. But that was really intentional. I think um, I, I, I want to turn the temperature down. Let's let's learn from the mistakes we've made by simply yelling and screaming at people affirming LGBT you know relationships. Um, and, and let's yeah, let's take a different posture so that we can nurture somebody's faith as we're helping to walk them through what is a biblical sexual ethic. But if we just begin you know yelling and screaming and Condemning people to hell, uh, yeah, that's not just pastorally, that's not going to be helpful. So we right. do need to maintain a balance mm-hmm. between grace and truth in this conversation. Um, like, like, any conversation when it comes to sexuality right
3: so then as you say instead of us being in reaction mode which is what we did with the church as lgbtq issues arose we should just continue to be the church and talk about gender issues sexuality issues from a solid biblical perspective and, that we can agree upon but i guess that's open, always the problem and
5: openly right yeah. because it's really it it's yeah. awkward yeah well
17: yeah silence isn't an option i mean this is it's on everybody's mind these days. I mean, people are asking questions about what is a biblical sexual ethic. Uh, Everybody today, I'm going to say almost everybody today, you know, knows somebody, a loved one, a friend, a neighbor, a coworker who is LGBTQ. So, I mean, if we, you know, gone are the days where we can kind of pretend like, oh, this isn't really that big of a deal. Right. Every Christian I know has questions about it. So silence. Right. If you're a responsible Christian leader, silence is not an option.
3: Right. So I don't want to be Thanksgiving Day. I'm setting an extra plate and I'm a little freaked.
5: Right. <laughs> Usually he's concerned about me coming over, Preston, but it's now expanding. He has you know, other it's, concerns.
3: It's not so much the, the turkey's dry. It's just the mix of company. <laughs>
17: That's all we're saying. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> all right,
5: Preston. You, again, you've done good work on this yep. issue, and I very much appreciate it. That Thank was you. Preston Sprinkle, New York Times bestselling author, written several books including People to be Loved, Why Homosexuality is Not Just an Issue. Preston currently serves as the president of the Center for Faith, Sexuality, and Gender, an organization aimed at helping Christians engage questions about faith, sexuality, and gender with theological faithfulness and with courageous love.
8: Hi, this is Joe Belanti with JD Waterproofing at 1-800-Berry-Dry. In honor of our 81 years serving the tri-state area, we are offering great savings for all our new and past customers. Call 1-800-Berry-Dry. That's 1-800-Berry-Dry to get your savings on basement waterproofing, bowing or cracking walls, and or footer stabilization projects. Or visit us at jdwaterproofing.com. j J&D Waterproofing, family owned and operated since 1939.
3: Over these many months, you've heard Catherine, and I sing the praises of Grove City College. We do so because both Kathy and I have children attending Grove City. We write the checks. We're part of the community. We know firsthand about the excellence of Grove City.
5: I do believe that the education there is excellent, and the uh, interactions I've had with professors, with university administration, and just the experience of my kid. I mean, it's just been wonderful for our family to see her develop in a place that's committed not just to her education, but also to cultivating her calling in life. She feels like she's getting an individual approach, while at the same time being a part of a great university environment.
3: And that's it. You've seen your child develop. They walk in as a young freshman, Four years later, they're going to come out as a fully formed, functioning adult with a really strong theological background, great friends that last a lifetime. To me, that's the essence of what a quality education is when your child goes to college. So... If you're thinking about college for your child, we'd highly recommend you make a visit to Grove City College. It's a beautiful old campus Mm -hmm. surrounded by so many wonderful things. Make sure that your child puts that on their list as they go about looking at higher education. Grove City College. Look at it online at gcc.edu. Stop by for a visit and say, hey, John and Kathy sent me. That's Grove City College.
6: 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word pittsburgh and on your phone via the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and at radio.com
0: tonight rain some heavy at times tapering off before daybreak low tonight 49 tomorrow cloudy and warmer with a bit of rain in the afternoon high 67 cloudy tomorrow night quite mild with showers low 61 Friday, mostly cloudy, windy, and warm with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. High Friday, 69. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May.
3: Uh, small businesses are taking a beating, and this is only day three of the, uh, the shut-in pandemic. However, many small businesses are going online, like you talked about, Kath, yep. going to do concerts or take yoga, but uh, we heard about uh, – what's that? I mean, other people are taking you. i <laughs> not doing you I mean, yet. I'm
5: not doing that. I, I stand, just want everyone to know.
3: And I did not stand on my head during the commercial break. But there are many other businesses who are doing unique things. Yeah. We heard about an organ- uh, a business, small business called Castle Toys and Games. Linda Lydon and her husband Jeff are Castle Toys and Games here to talk to us about what they're doing. Hey, Linda. Welcome to the
5: show. Hey. Thank you very much. Yeah. So what, what's unique about this time other than Everything.
19: Um well, trying to keep our employees um employed is very important to small business owners because they they're the heart and soul of our business they know what's going on and and put our best face forward and um to have to tell them that they can't come into work is very difficult oh, yeah. so so we're doing our best to try to drum up business and and get our employees back back into the jobs that that we love and they love um and it's just it's not just our small business we have two two toy stores, but um it breaks our heart to see all the all the signs hanging up in downtown Oakmont and downtown beaver that yeah. We can't, we can't
3: let you in. Right. Okay. So you're doing something pretty cool, Linda. That um, as people are shut in, and of course a, a lot of families with little kids looking for something new and exciting to do at Castle Toys and Games. You've said if you go online to your website, CastleToysAndGames.com, you'll, when people buy things, you or your husband or your staff will hand deliver these items. That
5: is correct. That's cool. That's so. So if I order a game and I decide, you know, I want you know, to get trouble Chutes and
3: ladders. Trouble, oh, pop, I love trouble. Th- the papa matic. Yeah,
5: how can I you am. love trouble? Do people really love? Trouble? I love trouble. How do you love I play trouble, Linda. <laughs> <Trouble. laughs> I know, but the papa matic. It's not like there's boom, a lot of strategy boom, boom, with boom. that. Oh thing. no, no, you you'd think, be surprised. Really? There's a lot of. Uh, All right, so we might have to order a trouble for the uh, for the studio here because John okay. and I might end up I being would co- it. <laughs> Might end up being quarantined together, and you're saying that you would deliver it to us? Yes, we would. That's so.
3: That is super cool. I love that. Okay, so what do people do, Linda? Just like I said, they're going to go online and they're going to order yeah. something locally.
19: Yes, yes, and um, a lot of businesses businesses are doing that. But also, they could do. We do curbside pickup. Um, we have customers who aren't comfortable with the computer, and they just call us, and and we um, walk through their order, and then and then either deliver or curbside or curbside delivery. We had a grandma call today from South Carolina. We're going to be delivering that one tomorrow to our grandkids in Oakmont. That's and, so great. Um, I love this. Yeah.
5: I love this. Castle <laughs> Castle Toys and Games. Linda, how can people contact
14: you?
19: Um, well, castletoysandgames.com. Okay. Um, or you could put a Linda in front of that or a Jeff in front of that, and that's our our emails. Also, um, the Beaver Store is 724-462-9013 the oakmont stores 412-435-6511 we also offer um personalized shopping appointments so we have people call in and schedule appointments so no one else is in the store while while they come in very cool oh wonderful also do that yeah okay so
5: if you need a game if your kids are driving you crazy already it could be Mm -hmm. a long haul so you might want to invest in some things that are going to keep you all happy
10: i agree yeah castle
5: toys and games thanks linda
19: Thank
5: you. Appreciate it. Yeah, our That's pleasure.
3: Okay. I mean, listen, I'm telling you, I have played Trouble since high school. But In how college, come
5: there, there isn't any strategy, oh, no, no. right? A you a just gre- hit the pop o and what comes up, comes up.
3: You'd be surprised. <laughs> Seriously. It's a great game. Yeah. CastleToysAndGames.com. I don't really know about that. O R D Playing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on
1: the weekends with the best new music
4: New, new. new
1: music New music from Courtney Ramirez perfectly loved
4: I'm perfectly made Perfectly loved
1: Safe by Neon Feather featuring Chris Cron. And no I'll be safe with And me. keep me in the moment by Jeremy Kent.
10: Singing Ooh. The, moment. the
1: best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Sponsored by Trinity Jewelers. 101.5 WORD on the weekend.
2: In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for Him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Myrna Yolinda from Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty. What are the children eating today?
10: Solo tomatis, tomate con
15: Only tomatoes with tortilla. Right now, they are hungry. They want food, and we don't have money enough to get to that whole week.
2: When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. You answer the desperate prayers of moms and children. Just $27 a month for the next 12 months feeds a family of four food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. Would you make a life-saving gift right now? From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Dial pound 250 and say food. Or give online at wordfm.com.
20: It's time to stand with Israel. Sebastian Gorka here, inviting you to register for a life-changing trip to Israel, December 2nd to 11th. Join me, my friend Mike Lindell, and hundreds of patriots on the Stand With Israel tour. A journey to the Holy Land to get first-hand insights into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. Register today at sebgorka.com. On the Stand with Israel Tour, history, culture and faith will converge right before your eyes in a truly remarkable country. I'll take you behind the scenes to explore over 40 iconic sites during an all-inclusive 10-day tour this December. We'll pray at the ancient Western Wall, sail the picturesque Sea of Galilee, float on the Dead Sea, explore modern Tel Aviv and much more. Best of all, we'll be together with like-minded supporters of the Nation of Israel. Reserve your spot today and travel with me on the Stand with Israel Tour. Visit sebgorka.com and
9: With top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com.
5: Each day on the ride home... And if you're joining us for the first time on Facebook, welcome. We're so glad to see you. I'm kind of like imagining who you are, but we'd love to get your messages. So if you want to drop us a message as you watch the feed for the first time, if you haven't, you can log on to Facebook, 101.5 Word FM, or find us at The Ride Home with Johnny and Kathy. You can watch the show as it unfolds um, each day from now until whenever... We're going to be doing a segment called Tips for Navigating the Coronavirus and Staying Sane. So, we'll kind of handle that from a different viewpoint every single day. But I'd like to tell you the Depending way I'm. About
3: how desperate we get. Exactly.
5: I'd like to tell you how I'm handling it today. How are you? Because it is my husband's birthday. Hey,
3: Eric. Eric's birthday. Very nice. Okay, so usually, what's the birthday plan? How's it changed?
5: Okay, so the birthday plan is really no different than it has been in the past. Really, the only difference is that because you know he's a teacher and he's not working, he doesn't have to go to bed at eight thirty. Nice, like he normally does. So he's up late. So we are watching a movie, and there will be fish sandwiches. I purchased the cod at Woolies yesterday. Very I'm very excited nice. about it. We're going to have some russet potatoes roasted along with it, and perhaps peas. I'm not sure about that Piece. yet. And the cake? The cake will only happen on weekends. We do. We believe in our family in a whole week long birthday celebration. Surely. And so we deliver one gift to the recipient per day.
3: Very nice.
5: And over the weekend, the cake will Make arrive. Its appearance. It will. I'm very excited Excuse. about it. Anyway, happy birthday, Eric. Happy birthday! Did Eric. I not marry the best person oh, you ever met? my Gosh, I mean, isn't he the Humble. best, He's Mike? Am I? Am I kidding i mean am i exaggerating he's fabulous he truly is he really is So happy birthday eric indeed um okay so we're we're navigating the coronavirus and staying sane what are your ideas other than being at eric's birthday party comes from china
3: yeah, it does. Okay. So everything's canceled, right? Um, people are going to stay Every home. Last if you're, thing. if you've got some wisdom and some common sense, you want to stay home. Okay. So we saw this thing, a hundred things to do while stuck inside due to a pandemic. Yes. This is from USA Today. So they've listed, as you might imagine, in a hundred, some things. Really spot on. Other things completely and totally ridiculous. However, there are some good things here. Okay. I'm not going to read all 100. What's the
18: source on this? Tell me.
3: This is USA Today, right. the health and wellness section okay. of they USA Today. They have compiled
5: Today. 100 things. Yes, they have. Mm.
3: Um, the, uh, one, uh, I'm not going to read these in any particular order. If it won't bother your neighbors, dust off that old instrument and practice. Okay. Very good, right?
5: Fine as long as it's cold weather and your windows are closed.
3: Now, you live with a musician. I do. Eric. Yes. Summertime comes. Windows are open.
5: This is what people are used to. You know, I play the piano. Both of my daughters play the piano. My husband plays the guitar. There's a lot of unfortunate sounds that come out of our house. Does
3: anybody ever complain?
5: No one's ever complained. Excellent.
3: Okay. Um, that
5: doesn't mean they haven't complained to themselves, <laughs> but we haven't heard them.
3: Okay. This is ill-advised. Uh, text all your exes just in case you have one more thing you wanted to get off your chest. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. Do not
5: Oh, do... that's a terrible idea. That's, not... that's an awful idea. Do not do that. What you're doing that's is a great you're,
3: idea. you're creating, <laughs> you're a creating great your idea. own <laughs> pandemic. That's awesome. You've got two pandemics going. Oh, showing. my gosh. That's, do that's not bad. That's bad. Uh, How about write poetry? Perhaps you can craft a haiku for Mother's Day or something without a specific structure. Listen, if you can't
5: can't craft a haiku.
3: Right. Finally, you can read Infinite Jest, Les Mis, or even The Stand. Go all in and read Ulysses. You've got this.
5: All right. I've read Les Mis. Mm -hmm. I've read all 1,800 pages or whatever. (laughs) It's the most gorgeous story. It's the gospel spelled out. It's so beautiful. It is about... 10 times longer than it has to be. Of course it is. Can I yes. just say, there's a lot, lot of filler There's a lot about now. cheese in there. I don't know.
3: <laughs> People, is anybody washing their hands <laughs> <is>. with cheese? <laughs>
5: with cheese, maybe. <laughs> Probably.
3: Okay. Cheese has
5: been a through line in today's <laughs> It party. has been.
3: How about this? Face masks, moisturizer. Oh, my. Treat yourself to a 10-step skincare routine you don't have time for during a normal I work totally week. I totally
5: did that last night. Did you? Yes.
3: You're doing a little face mask. I did mask. a mask. did, I did you? the whole thing. Uh, we used to do masks. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't done a mask. We used to make our own masks with egg and salt.
5: Is that a good mask?
3: To really, I was taught that in theater school. Okay. Yeah, before you put your makeup on, do a little salt. You could know, have salt. saved money. You just, if I would have done boom, the egg and salt thing. Your face gets super tight, you know, right. and then all that stuff comes out. Don't you like to see the gunk?
5: No, I think it's disgusting. I, I like try it. not no, to. No, look. I
3: like that a lot. <laughs> Don't you love that? Oh, it's so cool. You go, it's, it's a filthy world.
5: <laughs> Stop touching your face. Stop touching it.
3: Uh, write actual letters to family and friends. After that, write thank you notes to service people who you remember went out of their way for you. Mm. Mm-hmm.
5: I've thought about that. Writing I have letters? a lot of notes I need to write and mm-hmm. I've had to write for a while. This could be a perfect opportunity. Very nice.
3: I talked about this in the past. My mother's family, she was a part of a large extended family, a lot of women. Every Almost every day, a letter would come in the mail. Oh. And then my mother would read the letter at the dinner table. My Aunt Catherine, my Aunt Hazel. I mean, uh, I people. Yeah. love that. Yeah. It was, and we'd all sit there and go, oh, yeah, yeah. So we knew people. And then once, once in a while, they'd show up at the doorstep and you'd go, oh, Aunt Hazel, you did this. Anyway.
5: When company would come. Right, yeah. Mike?
16: You know what That's happened? Right.
3: When company's coming. Don't you love company? You can't. Nobody no company. loves company now. No. Get
16: the cake out that no one's allowed to touch. <laughs> the <No>. Edgman's. Yep. <laughs> right. This is only for company. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Learn calligraphy. YouTube can help.
16: All right.
5: All right. For the artistic.
3: Try on all your clothes and determine whether they spark joy.
5: That would be a good plan.
3: Mm Mm-hmm. Hey. Try on all your clothes.
5: I have a lot of clothes I think I could just ditch. I keep a bag in my closet Mm -hmm. that's going to AMVETS at all times. Yeah. But I feel like now I could be more direct and focused with it. Very good. Hello,
19: I'm Maria Condon.
3: That doesn't take spark joy. I'm taking the shirt off. She sparks joy. Okay, No. (laughs) Uh, with Tom Hanks in recovery from coronavirus, yes. but you can do this. Uh, watch every Tom Hanks movie chronologically.
6: Mm. Do
5: we start with uh, *Bosom Buddies*? No, that's not a movie. That's a, start no, with *Splash*. A TV show. Wonder yeah, what his first movie was. *Big*. Was it *Splash*? I or? think *Splash*. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a like good question. Mike, I'm crying. There's no crying in baseball. Excellent film. I love. Film. The f- did you watch the video that he released when he found out he had coronavirus, yes. and he used that? <laughs> it's like, look, there's <laughs> no crying. <laughs> Isn't that a good movie? Um, Oh, it's a great movie. League of Their Own? Yeah. I love that.
3: There's Madonna, one of your favorites.
5: She does a good job. I really cannot stand her, but she did a really good job in that movie. She did a good job, yeah. Yeah.
3: Um, Write a short story or finally get started on that novel. When's the last time you wrote a short story?
5: Uh, Sixth grade.
3: (laughs) Sixth grade? No, maybe like 10th grade. I don't know. You know. I like a short story. I like a short story, what, too, but I don't think you you'd write like short one short of mine. Story. Why don't you write one and I'll write one? Okay. Mike, we all write a short and then we read them.
5: Mine would be so boring. It's you'd short like, story hour on the go back to home. radio. Okay. Your there. short story is awful.
3: <laughs> Clean out the family room and camp indoors with all blankets, popcorn, and movies. I think it's
5: a great idea. Okay. I love that.
3: Finally, get around to fixing that broken doorknob, loose tile, or cleaning scuffed up walls. That sounds boring. <laughs> <laughs> i not doing that. You know that doorknob? I don't mind it after all this. It's only been you know, 15 years. You know,
5: there, was this moment, been 15. there was this moment when Mike and I were listening to you and we were going to say, wow, that's a really great idea. No. And then we all decided yeah, no. that that was dumb. It's no. not going oh, so it. to happen.
3: Oh, that's so beautiful. You guys are fixing Oh, that scuffed up wall. Although I have thought about painting.
5: Have I thought about it? painting too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought about it because the big box doors are open. Exactly. So you could get- This would be a could,
3: great time to paint.
16: Right. I'm, I'm really going to do that. No, no. I've, I've been painting every day for the last week. What are you saying? Yeah. Why I've, haven't you told us painting, that? Painting,
3: painting? Like painting the house?
16: No, 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 no. Oh. My, my son, my, three, my three-year-old son loves the paint. Yeah. And so right after his nap, it's like tradition now. He has to do this right after his nap. So he, he paints like right after. So I got I got this Amazon box and we like painted and turned it into like this spaceship. And so, it's- yeah. That's good, Mike. So much fun.
3: Very nice. Isn't
16: he a good dad?
3: Dad Dad of the year award. Oh, Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. Is Bob Ross, is it on broadcast television or is it on YouTube?
16: It's on Netflix.
3: Netflix. I know it's on
16: Netflix right now. You
3: know, I I talked about Bob Ross to my wife and she had no idea who Bob Ross was.
16: You're
5: (laughs) kidding me. No. That's so weird because my husband also (laughs) had no idea who Bob Ross was. How do you not know? Bob Ross. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. What?
16: There's an amazing documentary on on, uh, on Amazon Prime. About Bob Ross. Uh, on Bob Ross. Mike yeah. is the
5: biggest he, Bob yeah. Ross fan. He loves Bob Ross. He really does. Okay, give us another one.
3: Um, work on your financial planning, such as exploring whether to refinance your loans yeah. or ways yeah. to I save money. I don't think
5: now is a good time yeah. to talk about financial
6: planning. can <laughs> okay, I right. say that, let's just skip ahead.
3: How about this? No March Madness? Have a Scrabble tournament or Bananagrams or Pictionary? It's Bananagrams. I don't know. Do you like Scrabble?
5: I like Scrabble. Me too. I really I like I like games, but we're not a good game playing family.
3: Why is that? You well, because
5: we're lady, lazy. Lazy. What? No, I'm, you're not
3: lazy. you family's not a lazy family. Okay,
5: but by the time we all get together, since we get home so late, right? It's we're all very tired.
3: My only problem with Scrabble is like when it's not your turn and the other person is working it. You're like sort of hanging, out. and then everybody pulls their phones out. Right. You, you can't do that. You can't yet. do no, that. No, you, you can't. can't. That ruins Okay, it. here's a good one. I'm going to do this dye your hair a new color. No one else <laughs> needs to see it if you don't like it.
11: Except all the people.
3: Hey, it's John Hall's fashion rules. Listen, this evening I'm going to be dyeing my hair auburn. Or tomorrow, platinum blonde. What do I got? Not much. Okay. Uh my mom did this all the time. That would be so good. Rearrange your furniture to make it seem like okay. your home is a totally different space. I like
5: that. That's a great idea. We, we would come do that.
3: home from school and my ma- my mom is dragging couches and love seats and recliners and bookcases. She did that all the time. It's a wonderful You'd thing.
5: Go, I love that about your mom. Yep. I never knew your mom. I love that about she her. She did that.
3: Uh, practice shuffling playing cards like a poker dealer. Be oh. ready for employment opportunities once all the casinos <laughs> open back up.
5: <laughs> Wait. Have I ever told you guys?
3: Huh.
5: I'm very good at that. What?
3: Wow. Uh-huh. You can do cards? Uh-huh. I I'll, can do cards. Uh, please bring that in. Okay. I want to see that Okay, on I can, camera. I
5: can do cards. How about can you build card houses? I think that is the worst possible diversion. I love that. I can't stand I it. That th- is like tension personified. No, no. Just take your time you and watch that. No, no. no. We did it's that all the nightmare. time when we were kids. I don't nightmare. have the patience
16: for it. What? Well,
5: no. Me neither, Mike. I can't do it. Mike really? One fell swoop. Your whole thing is done. That's do the
3: part of the deal. I love doing that. Oh, great. Okay. would. Been l- there for a long I would time. like
5: to do something that produces more tension right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay uh, Organize your spice rack Alphabetically
5: My spice rack Is already organized Alphabetically
3: <laughs> Why am I not surprised Okay Learn a new style of dance Via YouTube From belly dancing To breaking mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah a lot of people Are doing that on TikTok Right now
3: What learning how to dance
5: No they're learning Different dances All the TikTok dances Mike, Mike might want to Mike you're a good dancer You
16: should try Mike, that Yeah. Oh, Mike's yeah. married to a dancer
3: Mike do you uh, Have you ballroom danced
16: No but I've always wanted to mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that
3: Yeah mm-hmm. Have you? I've always
16: wanted to get less. I've never ballroom danced.
3: Neither have I.
5: I'm I'm pretty sure that you and my husband tried to come up with a plan years ago that we were all going to take ballroom dance classes together. What
3: happened? We were too lazy.
5: I'll bring that up to Eric tonight on his birthday. I'll say, honey, I love you. What happened to this ballroom dance lesson? Uh,
3: I just wanted to sit here and play the guitar, That's what he's going to say. <laughs>
5: That's the truth. Okay,
3: been meaning to get some new glasses? Try on new frames virtually on sites like glassesusa.com. Does that work? I don't know. I don't think so. No, Mike did that, right? Didn't you do that, Mike? Did you get your glasses? Whatever happened to your glasses?
16: Yeah, why did you stop wearing your glasses? I didn't unli- I don't- I don't like them. I didn't like them.
3: You spent all that money. I know. Where are they? Like in a drawer somewhere?
16: I also haven't they're worn home. my glasses in the last yeah. week. I I'll, keep forgetting.
3: you are on a nightstand. I Mike sound like and his dad. Listen, Harvard. I paid for the glasses. You're going to wear them. That's what's going to work they're around like 30 here.
16: 30 bucks. Yeah, I was actually oh, my were. wife yelling at me. Okay, I paid 30 bucks for it. How yes. many words
3: per minute can you type? Uh, See so if you can get speedier um, by taking a typing course. Did you ever take a typing course? Yeah, I took I,
5: typing in high school. I, me too. I'm glad I did it. I am too. It was a too. great thing. I
3: think so too. Totally yeah. worth it. Yeah. They, don't t- they probably don't teach that anymore, do they?
16: I think kids grow up knowing how to do it. Yeah. Eighth grade, 180 words <gasps> you. per minute, yeah. 180 words? Oh my gosh, whole, I was the best at it. Holy I'm not good at it now anymore. Mike, uh, boy, yeah. I was always
5: riddled with errors. Not that that should surprise either of you.
3: I didn't care. I just kept on going. <laughs> I could read it. <laughs> also, Mrs. Also Anderson. That also doesn't surprise anyone. Do you, right? <laughs> <laughs> you rule breaker. I don't even care. What's that say? I know what it says. Don't you worry. Uh, do you remember your high school uh, typing teacher's name?
16: No. Mrs.
3: Anderson, that poor woman.
16: Mrs. Purcell. She, was... she turned me in a lot of times. She turned you in for what? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, Everything. I don't know. There's Every a dodge. Every last songs. thing.
3: All right. Um, write a song. If you want to make it about your time inside and put it to the tune of My Sharona or replace Sharona with Corona, do what you have to do.
5: Okay. And then put it on YouTube and mm-hmm.
16: maybe you get a 10 million views like the dudes who did My Corona.
3: And then the copyright lawyers show up and sue you. Right. That could happen.
16: I still want to see John Hall stand on his head.
3: What? Oh. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, try on a new shade of lipstick. See how long it takes to your partner to, to notice.
5: My husband would never notice. Wouldn't? No, he would say, you either, he would say you, you look good, but he wouldn't say, wow, that's a new color.
3: Mm-hmm. Study the art of beatboxing. What is that?
5: <laughs> beatboxing. Is that that box that's, thing yeah. that they sit right, on?
3: Yeah. One of the guys here does that, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Is it's that? The verbal
5: thing. Yeah. Oh, it's verbal. Yeah. Oh.
16: Verbal. Beatboxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: I don't know.
16: Actually, we probably shouldn't do that. We're getting spit all over the mic. Well, oh, I, I think, you're right
3: about that. Think, so sorry, Cap. I calf. think
16: you're both plus you're both bad.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. Uh sleep. Get oh, yeah. Lots of it.
5: Oh yeah, I'm getting a lot of sleep. Me
3: too. Okay. Very nice.
5: All right, so it's good, John. I feel like we ratified by all those yeah. things.
3: Okay. So, uh, 100 things to do.
5: And we talked about During I don't the know, pandemic. 15, yeah. but I thought they were quality. Quality stuff. Okay.
3: All right. Uh, we're still going to do yoga at some point. No, nope. yes. you're Kath? doing yoga.
5: Get I'm not doing head. it. Kath I'm not do s- doing yoga in front of people. Card tricks? Not, I'll do some card tricks. Okay, all right. I'm not tricks. I can't
7: like, I'm not a magician. But you're going to go, <sharp inhale>
5: Yeah, I mean, I can shuffle. Nice. How hard is that?
7: As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said if you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Knodek and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide, Addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412 515 3555. That's 412 515 3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555.
1: Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC.
18: If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to bamboohr.com hr. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at bamboohr.com hr. That's bamboohr.com hr.
13: This election year, you can vote red or you can vote blue, but yellow is always the right choice. Demand the yellow van when you have water damage and call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh.
10: Demand the yellow van.
13: Politics can be, well, dirty. That's one mess Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh can't clean up. But we've got you covered on everything else, from water damage to smoke and fire damage.
10: The man, the yellow van called Service Master.
12: Upwork has the world's largest network of proven independent professionals, and I have an alphabetical list of them. <clears throat> Accountants, administrative assistants, animators, architects, you get the point. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. College, career path. These are major decisions high school students face. Help your child go from anxious and overwhelmed to confident and clear about the future with help from experienced career coach Emily Millius. Visit launchconsulting.io
3: to learn more.
5: Remember in the uh, in the olden days when we used to have activities
3: when people hung out
5: together do you remember that
3: mm, okay. it seems so long ago doesn't it
5: well i've been holding on to this article from usa today for the, or no i'm sorry from cbs local uh, for the last couple of days picklesburg top in the nation for the second year in a row
3: Picklesburg. Have you been to our, Picklesburg? I
5: sure have. Our city's popular summer food festival has taken first place in the USA Today Reader's Poll for best specialty food festival in the nation for the second year in a row. Wait, wait. Say that again? Yes. First place in best yes. specialty first food festival. First place in the USA Today Reader's Poll for best specialty food festival in the nation. Really? Second year running. The poll is voted on by the public.
3: How many years has... Uh,
5: I don't know. Not long. I don't know.
3: Because I went to the first one with my son. We drove our bikes downtown and it was only. On the 7th Street Bridge. bridge.
5: That's where it most is. Is it on it, other it's places? Oh, it has now. expanded because yeah. I've only been to it on the bridge. And i,
3: I got to be honest, it was on the 7th Street Bridge. It was just sort of like, you know, just some food for sale and a bunch of vendors selling, you know, windows or whatnot. I wasn't I wasn't impressed.
5: Because <laughs> of the link between pickles and I windows? I don't
3: know. You know, they were just selling stuff. All right. Okay. But,
5: uh, I, I think it's clearly better than it's that. It's better. I, guess. I think it has. Have you, because this year, Picklesburg beat out other food festivals in Chicago, Houston, Miami, and more. Hmm.
3: I dated a girl who used to drink pickle juice.
5: I understand pickles, pickle juice is good for athletes. It is.
3: Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, it's like uh, Gatorade, It's the electrolyte right? it replacement. It's super salty? With,
5: without the sugar. It's great to
16: remove cramps. Cramps? Yeah. if
5: you're cramped from running, not if really? you're cramped from eating too much chili. Right.
3: Favorite pickle? You like a Clausen?
5: I love a Clausen. hmm I deeply love a Clausen. Yeah. I like that it's refrigerated. I feel Meat. like they've taken the extra That's step. exactly
3: it. That's why I love them. They're very expensive, but I sure love them.
5: Have a great night, Pittsburgh. Oh, Thanks bye. for joining us. Find us on Facebook, 101.5 Word FM.